Hello, everybody. What up, what up, what up? My name is Tim Daniel. His name is Ben Brown. And welcome to a rather, probably, the most dismal episode of all time of Late Night Reds here on the riverfront. Hey, uh, listen, listen, I, you, we're going to save this thing. We're going to save this thing. Yeah, we, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, power of positivity right here. Power like of positivity. It. Ben, someone's got to do it. So yeah, you know what I mean? You. Let's talk it out. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into topics today, as always, this week's episode of Late Night Reds is brought to you by SeatGeek, the easiest way to buy tickets on the secondary market. Use code Riverfront for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek order. If you haven't used it already, uh, so that that would be go a long way for us. We definitely appreciate it. But um, we already got the live chat, Sydney and Mister Juan hanging out, uh, bringing up some conversation. So let's go ahead and uh, let's start with just what the hell. Let's yeah. just let's just go right there. All right, so this national series, right? It's the worst series of the season. It's there's nothing that's close to it. Um, I know that Cubs series was pretty dismal. Um, this, the, you know, getting swept by the Pirates in April was pretty rough. Um, Mr. Juan, I've already had my bourbon tonight. Uh, so the power of bourbon might not last too long. Um, <laughs> but it starts Friday. You know, they're up. You know, they have a 3 nothing lead. Uh, they get then it's because of 3 1 in the eighth inning. Uh, Graham Ashcraft looks awesome, mm-hmm. you know, for most of the game and then kind of just like loses it in the, in the eighth inning, the 3 3 game. Um, what up, Branch? How you doing, my friend? And then, of course, Saturday, it looks like they might get no hit for a while. Um, mm. I'm like, oh, boy. Um, and then today, poor Lion Thompson's first two pitches of his big league career gives up homers. Yeah. But I thought recovered pretty well from there yeah. for, for the most part. And then um, from there, they go ahead and they bring in uh, old Buck Farmer, who... I think oh, I'm. Buck. I think I'm about. This might not be fair. Say it. Th- get it out. I, We're I talking it out here. Yeah, I think I'm about done with Buck Farmer. Yeah, I think I'm about done. And I'm not yeah. here to say like he's awful or this and that, but uh, he certainly should not be one of your better options in a bullpen, right. a major league bullpen. And that's not his fault. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that, but. It's like when he comes in these games, and I'm sure there's probably some stats that say I'm wrong here, um, but it feels like anytime I see Buck Farber coming to like a high leverage game where it's like a one-run game and he's going to be here and we have to keep him pat so we can get the bats back up in, the, in there. Um, he, It's like like mm-hmm. Ian Jabot. When Ian Jabot comes in and there's runners on base, you're like, he's inheriting runners. You're like, that guy's scoring. But when Ian Jabot comes on, there's no runners on. It's like, is that Mariano Rivera? Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I'm sure like the trade deadline conversation is going to come up here throughout this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the trade deadline issues of not making like a big move here necessarily are just really more or less magnified because of how the team's played since the deadline. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's not to say I, I definitely thought they should have went out and got a starter. Um, yeah. Maybe Verlander was shooting for the stars and probably would have cost them a lot, obviously. But uh, I mean, like if you look at like what, Philly gave up for Michael Lorenzen. It was one guy. Yeah. Like the Reds don't have one guy that could have given up for like a decent starter to hold them over. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you know, and I'm, I'm annoyed by that. Sure. But you know, every Reds podcast is talking about that. 
And yeah. um, I feel like for how hard this team has worked, how hard they've played all year, all the effort they've put in, mm-hmm. I feel like they deserved reinforcements. No, yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. Uh, and I and I think that is uh, one of the major talks of discussion um, is the lack of movement uh, at the trade deadline. Um, there were several starters that were mentioned that we could have uh, that we could have uh, at least tried to make a move for. Um, there are a couple guys in the actually I you know I know we're going to talk about this later, but Mole has been actually really good. Um, there's a couple other guys that could have been possible uh, moves, but. Um, to to try to to be a little bit uh, of a positive here, like we're still only a one and a half games out of the central. I mean, we're we're I mean, even as dismal as the Cubs of the, the Cup series was, and as dismal as this National Series was, we're still only a, a game and a half out, um, and, and we still have guys that are, that are uh, that are on the way. Um, I, I am I was very disappointed we did not make a move. Uh, and I, and truth be told, I, I think that the guys in the clubhouse were disappointed that they didn't make a move. Because when you stand pat like that, it, it almost it almost tells you like it almost tells the guys in the clubhouse like we think you might be okay, but we don't have full faith in you. And I and I like I said, I'm not in that clubhouse. I don't know, but if if I felt like we had a chance to win and a chance to win the uh, the division. I would think that that we would when we talked about this before. I would think that we need to have a couple prospects in the pipeline where we say, okay, we can give this guy up, make a move to to secure at least one starting spot um, until we get Hunter Green back, until we get some of these other guys back. But but man, I, to not do anything besides just bring in Maul, who's actually been played really well, pitched really well. Yeah, to only do that. Like I, I think that in that clubhouse. There has to be a feeling of, no, uh, uh, I don't want to say lack of support. That's a bad word, but like, uh, I don't even know how to put it because I don't want to say it's a lack of belief either. But it's like, yeah. why not support the team that's rolling and has an opportunity to to be in the playoffs and bring them what they need? Like, you know, we all expect like. I didn't expect it to get this bad, but we all expected a lull in the season. These guys are young. They have a lot of rookies playing, a lot of guys that are pitching in their first major league year. Like, we knew that this lull was going to come. This is the perfect spot to have a veteran in your rotation that can stop a run, that can do the things that you need them to do in order to be uh, competitive late into the season. So, on that end, yeah, it was a little frustrating on that part. Yeah, because I saw Alex Young um said that you know he's like well obviously like david and nick believe in this team and that's why mm-hmm. they didn't they, they think we can do it and it's like i don't know if it's the truth um yeah. it part of me feels like maybe the front and i'm, I'm not trying to insult the front office i am not no. going mm-hmm. down that i'm not doing that no I, I will say i think they held the front the major league team high and dry mm-hmm. i will say that i think that they could have done better by the by the guys in the field yeah Branch said a great comment just now. Not all the shortstops can be able to play shortstop at the same time. Right. That, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you could have hit that more on the head. In the yeah. Moment. yeah. Um, but, you know, like to be like, and I appreciate to an extent 
you know, hey, Nick Liddell and Hunter Green are coming back, and that's what they're banking on. But, mm-hmm. dude, like, what what do we know those guys are going to be? Like, I have all the faith in the world in those two. Mm-hmm. But, like, they, you know, they haven't pitched in months, literally yeah. months. Neither of those guys have pitched with Ellie De La Cruz and Christian Carnacion Strand in the lineup yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that, you know, it's kind of like kind of wild to think about. But also, I feel like it's just something where, you know, we have this conversation all the we hear this from them all the time. Uh, we were close and we were in conversations, yeah. um, but it's just, you know, we didn't like the offer for the, the price point. It's like, and I understand, look, I, there's a lot of people and, you know, Red's Twitter, Red's X, whatever the hell we want to call this thing now. Right has been a nightmare this week. Um, yeah. It's it's literally just been like two two sides just bitching at each other nonstop. Mm-hmm. And like I, I literally had to like delete the app for a couple hours the other day, just which is not a lot. I'm not trying to like say what was me. Uh, right. But, you know, this like, well, there's some people that's like, they should have made a trade because how often are you going to have this opportunity? Yes. They shouldn't have made a trade because they do have this, this, this farm system. They've done a really good job building up. Yes. Mm-hmm. I get that. But like the point I've been making and when the, you know, why I thought they should have made a move and everyone's like, you know, they're going to be fine for years to come. They're going to be okay. Like let's just look at the playoff bracket from the 2022 MLB playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Cleveland guardians won the AL central, not in the running, actually, yep. actually traded a bunch of guys away. Yeah. The New York Yankees are in last place. In the American league East made the yep. playoffs this year. The Seattle Mariners. We're in the way in the playoffs last year. Not not in not in contention mm-hmm. right now. Um, let's go to the National League. The Cardinals won the Central. We saw what they yep. just did. The Mets won a hundred games last year. Mm-hmm. And they just traded off like 13 guys. Yeah. That's an exaggeration. Um, and then of course the Padres were a game away from I mean, we're you know, a round away from playing in the World Series. Mm-hmm. And we saw what they had to do. So you know, and you can go down this slippery slope. I understand, like, this might be more the exception than the rule here, but I don't feel like these baseball windows are like they are in the NBA or in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at, like, yeah. the Bengals, it's like, okay, like, if these guys all stay healthy and they can get contracts that make sense, they're going to be good for a very long time. Yep. And the NBA, yep. it's like, you get a Nikola Jokic, you get a Giannis Antetokounmpo, you get a LeBron James, you just put guys around them, your team's going to be good for a very long time. In yep. baseball, you can put together a very good team, mm-hmm. and it could just not work. And we've yep. seen that. Look at that, like Jose Reyes, Hanley Ramirez, like Miami Marlins team from 2012. Yeah. Remember that when it was like they had like a Showtime Hard Knocks baseball show. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it was like <laughs> we canceled that middle of the year because we found out they were trading everybody. Yeah. Yep. You know. No, I I think you're you you're spot on on that because, um. And the reason why that point is so is so factual is that the rosters of hitters and batters and fielders are all important. But, bro, if you do not have consistent pitching, none of that matters. None of that matters. Like, you can go back to, like, your favorite NFL team, like, you could have all all the guys that you want, but if you don't have a consistent quarterback, a guy that can lead your team, then you're going to struggle. And it's the same way in baseball. I mean, look at the Padres. Like, 
Like we talked about the Padres, you know, Tatis, Machada, like all these guys are in their lineup. Soto, like you had all these guys in your lineup. You still have yet to have been to a World Series. Like, 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 it, it, like you, you just baseball is so finite, and so it's it's such a finite time of time. Like you can get a winner on the field that when you have an opportunity, like you got to make moves to do it. And that's why you see teams go all in, like the Rangers. Rangers went all in. Like, like we know that these are once in, in a great time opportunities to be able to do the things that we're doing this year and have an opportunity. So we're going to go all in. I guess that's what I expected or what I thought. And I'm not saying that the Reds are going to sell all the farm and all that stuff. Yeah. But bring a starter. Bring uh, – and it didn't even have to be Verlander. It could have been just, just another veteran arm in there to boost that rotation so that your guys believe in the fact that, yeah, we believe in this team that we got a shot. I think when you don't make a move, the team feels that. Yeah. And I see Evans in here and disagrees with me, and that's fine. You don't have to agree with me. I just sharing what I think. So Yeah. Yeah, thanks for stopping in. I appreciate you. Um, but, yeah, I just think this week was just, you know, again, we're probably magnifying it because it was a rough mm-hmm. week on the field. Um, mm-hmm. The offense looked lost. Mm-hmm. You know, the bullpen had to pitch 7,834 innings this week. Um, yeah. It was it was rough. Yeah, and, and I think that – that. And I and then it's it's a it's kind of a mute point, and I know that we keep saying it, but we've got a really young lineup. So I, you knew that this law was going to happen at some point. You knew that you know uh, we were going to struggle at the plate at some point. You knew that we were going to struggle to get wins at some point. You know we got really high highs, and and now we're going to be a little bit of a lull. But that's baseball. So I mean, we knew this was coming at some point. So Carrick said, Reds have lost six throws since the trade line. Can't blame not making trades the problem. Wasn't going to trade for six pitchers. I never said that was the problem. Mm-mm. I just thought that, you know, something who's conservative, like, guys, Luke Weaver's pitching every fifth day for this team. Mm-hmm. And it's brutal. Yeah. Like, brutal. I know he had, that, he had that really good start in LA. And the first two errors through the uh, first two rounds through the end through the lineup against Arizona, solid. Really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, so if Connor Phillips is going to be here instead of Luke Weaver, cool. Let's go. Let's try it out. Let's see what happens. Um, especially cause that's Tuesday against the Miami team. That is also, we're going to talk about a little later and what they're going through mm-hmm. this season. So, um, I did want to bring this up as well. So a good friend of the show, Matt Wilkes from Reds content plus one of my favorite, favorite Reds websites. Uh, but this had this graphic he put up together. So this is uh, pretty awesome. This is basically talked about, you know, the Reds and what they were doing at the play compared in the first half compared to the second half and where they are compared to league average. Um, so, you know, chase rates was pretty high, um, things like that. But kind of shows a lot of like where they were super patient at the plate. They were drawing walks for like that mm-hmm. first half. They were extending innings. You're not seeing that a whole lot. They weren't chasing a lot of pitches. Well, you know whatever that may be. Um, but that's kind of like this, this conversation here when they bring up and it's kind of magnified uh, when you kind mm-hmm. of see it here. And again, 
it's you know it's definitely fascinating to see what's happening here. And yeah, Evan brings up a good point. If you look at what this offense has looked like with Rodgers in scoring position since the break, it is also very worrisome. I agree. Um, so it's frightening, um, you know, and it's how you kind of get that back. And you know, we've talked about this since the break, right? It's like everyone just so happened to this show up at the same time. You bring up the point, like they're all young dudes, mm-hmm. um, all kind of figuring it out. And I think Stevenson's been probably, you know, obviously been really disappointing this year. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen, and things like that, you know, obviously India has been out. Um, but you know, this law was bound to happen. Uh, like Sydney asked, what, the big question now is when does it end? How long does this last? <laughs> Hopefully this Miami series. Because, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll break down the pitching matchups here in a second, and they're not exactly lighting the world on fire either. Um, but this is definitely something where it's got it's got to be looked at. Yeah, that's incredible. Those are in, That's incredible. That K-rate. The K, as I was, I was going to say that that K rate is. So for yeah, those who are li- live with us and are listening later or like on the car ride, the second half, the red K percentage is 27%. The league average is 22.7%. The mm. league average on chase rate is 31.8. The reds are just above that at 32.1. Um, they're 2% under the league average on walks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, statistics usually don't lie. I mean, that's that's a pretty telling statistic about how how our approach uh, per AB has changed since the All Star break. So, yeah, um, you you have that with uh, with you know running your bullpen out every you know three innings that your starter can't make it through. Um, you know that that's going to lead to a lot of losses. So. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, they correlate with one another. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just kind of one of those things where, yeah, you know, like I would like to see them. Obviously, everyone wants, it's easy to say, like, I'd really like to see them be good at the plate again. Like, no shit. Everyone. Right. Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if they, like, put the ball in play? Yeah. If they hit, if they kept hitting home runs and, like, yeah, and scored runs, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. I do miss the stolen bases. I think that they got to get back to go, that, get that going again. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a big part of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, India comes back on Tuesday as the kind of the game plan. So how much does that help or hurt the team? I know there's been very controversial back and forth on him as well. Yeah. Um, I will say that even when he was not playing his best, it seemed like things were still going pretty smoothly for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he's kind of a spark that comes back for them. I'm not going to make any promises, but the Jake Fraley thing too. Um, all of a sudden it's like, he's not in the lineup and yeah. it's like, Oh, he's not even in the dugout on Friday. And like, cause they were, you know, I know they were going against Patrick Corbin, uh, but the Will Benson thing, I know that was pretty controversial this week. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I do. I was wondering about, I think I sent you a text about some of our lineup stuff. Like what do we like uh, trying to figure out what we're trying to accomplish? And I know some of it's pitching matchups, but it's like, you know, I, taking at bats away from like Benson and like, what are we, like, what are we trying to do? What are we? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, I've been, you know, I love Nick Senzel, but he should not be batting above Will Benson against the right-handed pitching. Like right. I understand they're short guys, but that should not be happening. Yeah. Um, especially without Jake Freely, but yeah, it's just kind of, um, looks like TJ Friedel's kind of swung the bat pretty well the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like that still on Basia today. That was nice. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where they're at. Um, let's talk about Sam Ball because that's obviously the move they did make. And he's had three outings now for the Reds. So far, has got one and a third in all of them. Uh, so overall, four innings pitched, seven strikeouts, two hits. Stuff looks pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. This is the left-hander they needed so far, I should say. Um, I think he's been, you know, he's always been really solid for them. I think it was the, it was a good move. Obviously I, I made the joke when they started losing. I was like, did uh Sam Mole ruin the vibes? Because everyone was all like, <laughs> when Joey was coming back, everyone was like, is Joey going to ruin the vibes coming to the clubhouse? And I, I don't know. I popped myself on some of my stupid jokes. So cut me some slack. Uh, but Mole's been really good. I think you yeah. know, he's, he's played the role he's needed to play. Um, today was really solid, obviously. Uh, and those two Cubs games, you know, he pitched pretty well. I know one of them was 20 to nine, so it probably didn't matter as much. But still, uh, I think, you know, so far, thumbs up for what we've seen from him. So it's been nice to have. I think Alex Young's appreciated it. Though Alex Young left the game today early uh, with some, it looks like, uh, with an injury. So hopefully Sam Mole is not going to be pitching the way Alex Young was for a while. But we'll see. I hope not. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Um yeah, I think that I think we should just go ahead and bury the trade deadline thing. I think like we yeah. said it, everyone said everything. No one can say anything different at this point. Yeah. And no one's gonna have a different opinion of anything's been said. So Yeah. And and it's it's done. What's done is done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like are you you know, there's nothing we can do about it now and move forward. Yeah. So I did see Evan mentioned earlier, it looks like Connor Phillips was scratched today. And he was projected starter, so if he is indeed pitching on Tuesday instead of Luke Weaver, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, also I saw, so uh, Sydney mentioned she would see TJ Hopkins get a start tomorrow for he sent down and ending his back on Tuesday. I agree. I agree. I want to see what he can mm-hmm. do. I mean, I, I think he's always looked solid in Louisville. Uh, so let's kind of see where we go from there. Um, but yeah, I would like to see that. So speaking of Louisville, by the way, Six game sweep this week for the bats. Yeah. Very nice. Love to see it. Uh, yesterday we saw some of the three of the guys on rehab assignments get get an outing uh, for the bats as Hunter Green made his first rehab start. So mm-hmm. he went two and a thirds, had a rit, a hit with an earned run, a walk and a strike. It wasn't a homer. It wasn't a homer, uh, but you know it was <laughs> solid. So uh, Vladimir Gutierrez pitches two innings, has two walks and two strikeouts. And TJ Antoon has a has an inning pitch with giving up a hit. So I'm just gonna go and first say I'm just happy to see TJ Antoon throwing baseballs again. Yeah. Uh the time without him has sucked. I I really, 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 really wish that he was going on. Uh and so I think that's been awesome. Um mm-hmm. Hunter Green being back on the mound is tremendous news, obviously. Uh yeah. that's that's you know, kind of what you're you're waiting on. So I think, you know, they're kind of game planning for, I think, another rehab assignment or rehab starter, too, from what I've read. Um, It sounds like Justin Dunn is getting pretty close to throwing again, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it sounds like that's sounds like the reinforcements might be on the way. Should I get like the Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire clip? (laughs) Should that be the next clip we like that? Help is on the way. way. (laughs) Yeah. Branch says, right. Hunter can't get back fast enough. I agree. Uh, Carrick brings up Jose Barrero has been crushing it in Louisville. Um, so once again, Carrick mentioned Jose Barrero. So you know what that means. 
Love it. Awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, we got it on loop. Nope, nope. Stop it. Stop it. Live, <laughs> live podcast, folks. Things get wild. Uh, Brero has been really good in Louisville, by the way. Yeah. But Karek also asks, when all these guys come like come back, who the hell goes off the forty bed roster? Yeah. That's a lot. That's a that's a that's a Nick Crawl decision to be made that I don't have yeah. to make. So, a uh, lot of op- lot of names there. I'm excited to see what Hunter does in this next start. See, like when they ramp him up a little more, how many more pitches mm-hmm. he gets. Um, but all positive I assume, signs. I was gonna say I would assume he'll get a couple more starts down there, um, because I, I think his next start, you know, they'll ramp him up a little bit more, and then that that following start, I think he'll get one more start in Louisville where they'll really see where he's at and then go from there. But yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we talked about T.J. Hopkins. A lot of the with the offense doing the things it's doing too, like a lot of guys are making cases to be up here right now. And the Brero's for sure one of them. Um, hit another tank yesterday. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I know he's played well, but no one tell me that Lejo Lopez needs to be on the big league roster. I don't, we don't need to go through this again. <laughs> he might be better than Kevin Newman right now. Who is it? Someone said the other day, Kevin Newman against right handed pitching since like June has been like three for 28. Something mm. wild like that. Oof. Um, Rough. Yeah, not very good. Uh, how about Joe D- JDV hitting another tank today? Yeah. Yeah. Oppo. Oppo at that. A vintage Joey Homer. Yeah. That's was pretty fun. Um, yeah. Check your Robinson's names coming up. Do you think, um, do you think that Luke Maley? Should just go ahead and be added to the bullpen when Kirk Casale's healthy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Poor guy just had to wear it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know Why that's the not? job. With, that's the job when a position player comes in. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Branch is reporting. Good friend of the show, Doug Gray, says that uh, Hunter Green is working on a new pitch, and Sydney says he's working on a cutter. Mm. Imagine a hundred mile an hour four seamer that you mix in a cutter. Mm. To go with the slider. That's dangerous. Yeah. That's real dangerous. It is. Sydney asks, where is Alex Blandino? Is that like the new carbon San Diego? Where in the world is Alex Blandino? <laughs> I pulled him up recently for something on baseball reference. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, that was a name I tell you want to forget about forever um so let's talk real quick about um the man who deemed deemed this team america's team jonathan india Mm -hmm. so india is uh looks like as of the report that jim day had today during the game is he's they're planning on him being back as long as everything goes well on tuesday and I think this will be great for them. Obviously, with the way the offense has gone, you need as many hitters as possible. I know, I know, I know. He has not been offensively what we wanted him to be this year, but there are places where he can still be very, very solid for this team. Um, I think that, you know, just kind of getting your guys back is probably going to lift the spirits alone. Yeah. So, 
all, you know, all these reinforcements and things like that, like we said. But I really feel like uh, with India that, you know, even if he's not play- having his best statistical season, the team is better with him around. Yeah. I know he's a rough defender at second base. I know that that's not fun to watch at all. Um, but, you know, he has a knack for, you know, getting people fired up, getting the crowd into games with the, with plays, with things he does. So I'm excited to have Indy back. Um, I'm excited yeah. to share my Indiana Jones gif again anytime he hits a home run. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, bring me back Jonathan India. Let's see if he can kind of finish his season on a high note yeah. while they're in the race. Yeah, I, I think that um, you bring up a great point. Anytime you can get your guys back, uh, like we said, he, he hasn't been where he has been in the previous years statistically, but um, he is, to me, he is the captain of that team. I mean, of course, he does not wear a C, but he is the captain of that team. He's kind of the heart and soul of that team. We talked about it before. You know, he dubbed he, them, cap, uh, you know, uh, America's team, Captain America. Like, you know, he just brings that kind of flair and bravado kind of back to that dugout. So to get him back, whether he's, you know, whether he's uh, statistically good or not, I think it's good for what he does for the ball club in the dugout. I agree. Um, we go back to the conversation of who's going to play what and what days and things like that. I know, but mm-hmm. um, you know, now that Fraley's out, we're kind of, kind of like still going through this as well. So it's going to be really, really fascinating when India is back. How many games will he DH? How many games will he be at second? You know, mm-hmm. Matt McLean is second because obviously he's played pretty well there while India has been out. Um, I feel like, you know, I think Senzel's been far better at third base than he had in that Cubs game where he was abysmal, mm-hmm. um, you know, throwing balls over, over, over the first baseman's head. Oh, right. Um, you know, I don't know if Steers necessarily a good left fielder, um, but I think I appreciate that he can at least fill in mm-hmm. and with, especially with everything they're going through. Um, Benson's probably going to play a lot of right field while Fraley's yeah. out. So, um, I am fascinated by this. Does Barrero come up and be a guy off the bench that can also help out in center field? Yeah. Then again, DJ Friedel, both sides, both left and right-handed pitching, not doing too bad. Yeah. So I mean, it's the same thing we've talked about before. The this roster is still incredibly deep. They're incredibly young. They're incredibly talented. So you know, although we are going through a lull now, I think that. We, we still have a lot of positive things going on, which is good. That's, that's still a great sign. Yeah. Uh, Sydney brings up, I want to see India lead off again at ninth. His numbers as the leadoff hitter are really, really good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's, got like, he's got an over 800 OPS as a leadoff hitter. Oh. Yeah. It's wow. like, something with like India where it's like with no runners on, he's like really, really solid. Um. I don't have the exact numbers ahead of me, but yeah, as a leadoff hitter, like he's been fascinating. I know uh, Mr. Juan mentioned earlier on the show that he's, you know, he doesn't think LA should be leading off anymore uh, just because, you know, he's hitting leadoff homers with no one on, but he's also striking out a little bit too much. Are you worried about that? Because I feel like, yeah, he is striking out a lot, um, but I also feel like the whole team striking out a lot and he's just Mm -hmm. magnified because he's LA de la Cruz. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not too concerned about it. Um, I mean, he struck out a lot in Louisville, but right, yeah, I, 
uh, and it's this is gonna sound crazy, but it's it's still a learning process, man. Like like the guy is young, you put him in the leadoff, and no matter what you say, batting leadoff is a skill. Like it, it is a definite skill set. It's a definite. Um, you know, guys get paid a lot of money. Ricky Henderson got paid a lot of money to be a leadoff hitter for a yeah. lot of years. Tim Rock Reigns got paid a lot of money to be a leadoff hitter for a lot of years. That is a skill set. So, you know, it learning how to attack each at bat as a leadoff hitter, you're you're going to have lulls where you strike out a lot or you don't make a whole lot of contact just because it is a skill set. So, no, I'm not worried about the strikeouts. Once he learns, if they're going to keep him there and he learns how to take leadoff at bats, then then I think that he'll he'll be okay uh, in the long run. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely missing fastballs. Yeah. Um, that, you know, look like they're like meatballs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, if we're going to be patient about everything, then, yeah, I think that's one where you're you're better you're better with him without it than without him obviously mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of where you're at right now so yeah. um i'm not against moving him around the order um i think that trying him out at leadoff has been fine um i think friedel is you could you know i think you can make a case for friedel india mclean and ellie to all be leadoff hitters but that's just mm-hmm. kind of you know it goes back to you can't have seven shortstops you can't have four leadoff hitters so right, right. Uh, so yeah let's see what's going on but Let's talk about the series this week. The old Miami Marlins have, are coming to town. So for those who don't know about the Marlins and the season they've been having, kind of similar to the Reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're 50 and 55. They're currently on a four-game losing streak. They've lost seven of the last 10. Really rough on the road, 24 and 30 on the road. They have overall have a negative 37 run differential. Um, they did just get Jazz Chisholm back. They, made, they did make some trades. Um, so they went and got... Uh, yeah, they, they went and got David Robertson from the Mets to kind of mm-hmm. to put in the back end. A team that really has a kind of a fan base that really wants to, you know, see things going on. But um, Monday, you got Brandon Williams against Yuri Perez. Yuri Perez has been very good. Um, Tuesday, sounds like it's, it could very well be Connor Phillips instead of Luke Weaver from Conversations going against Braxton Garrett. Uh, Garrett's a guy who's been pretty solid. I think he had the one Marlins win in the Red Series in May when the Reds took two mm-hmm. out of three. Um so you can see that going on there. And then Wednesday. Oh, yeah, they got Jake Berger, too. Thank you for reminding me, Sidney, because he got his own burger in the concession stand already. Did you see that full report? Mm-hmm. Solid. Solid. You leave the White Sox, you get a burger, right? But, hey, Wednesday, <laughs> old friend Johnny comes back to town. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. He's been on the he's been hurt quite a bit this year. Uh, yeah. but so he'll be back on the mountain against GPP. I remember the last game he pitched here was when he was with the Giants. It's a game I never want to remember ever again. Because it was a it was like a getaway day Wednesday afternoon. It was one of those YouTube games where Danny Grace was doing the broadcast. And I think the Giants won 14 to like three. It was mm-hmm. yeah, it was a game I never want to remember ever again. <laughs> um, but I you know. I always love when Johnny Cueto comes to town. Reds Hall of Famer, one of the, you know, maybe the best Red starter in my lifetime. Uh, so good to see him there. But this is a team that I'm never going to say you should get wins against again because you should have beat the last place Nationals. So you've already swept once in the year. Yeah. Uh, so there's that this, whole thing. Yeah, but this is a, Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty critical 
this is a critical series for us. Yeah, they're in the wild card race as well. So, yeah. yep. I uh, yeah, you got to get at least. I know again, dumb ass people saying baseball stuff. You need to get at least two of three. Yes, you need to do that in every series. I'm aware, uh, but I think this is one where you got to recoup quick. Yeah, I mean, Yuri Perez is not going to be an easy matchup tomorrow. Um, the other two are far more winnable. You know, depending if Luke Weaver's on the bound or not, and what he does. I you got you got to pull these two. You got to pull some of these. Um, yeah. Cueto's not you know the Cueto you saw even in San Francisco or the White Sox <laughs> last year uh, when he had that decent stretch. So you got to you got to get some games in this series, especially if you yeah. go on the road trip where you're playing some solid. Let me see. I, I had this up the other day. Let me look at the road trip. Sydney said, said in former Pirate Josh Bell. How could I forget about Josh Bell? Oh God, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you go to Pittsburgh for the weekend. Yeah. Let's then see. You're Cle- then you're Cleveland. For two. You got Toronto. Because it's Yacht Rock Night, Toronto. like we talked about on yeah. Friday. Um, but that road trip after that, the Angels, the Diamondbacks, and the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to get very 2021 on here. The schedule does get easier from here, especially if you can get guys back and they can return to the form they were at before they got injured. And Nick Lodella significantly better than he was when he was battling injury and pitching still. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it works out. You know, I wanted to, I love this team. I've had so much fun this summer. Um, just going to games, doing the show every Sunday, hanging out with all of you talking about mm-hmm. it. And I don't, I don't want it to end on a sour note. Um, but to act like this week did suck and this week wasn't disappointing <laughs> is just lying. It's just lying. Yeah. And, you know, some of the issues we're talking about, like I said, maybe they're just magnified because of how the team played. Um, yeah. So. Well, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a big part of it, man. Like we, we, we've bought in, we're, we're in, we're hook, line and sinker into this yeah. Reds team and to see them go through this and, and, we're not we're not baseball fools. We know what's we you know teams go through laws like that. But to have a team um, play so well and then after the break have this law, it, it's tough because we we are in. I mean we're we're hooked with this team. So um, like you said, I, I think our our schedule is favorable. Hopefully they they get some returning guys and we're able to to turn this thing around a little bit. Yeah, and I think this is the time to do it. Um, Pittsburgh's not necessarily good either. So, Mm-mm. yeah. I got to look, I cannot, me, of all people, me, cannot come on here next Sunday night if they have a bad series against the Pirates. I cannot come up here because then my gimmick is shot for at least a weekend. <laughs> my gimmick is shot for a weekend if, like, they have a bad series against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I need them to either sweep or win two out of three, or I don't know, like just have a game where they win fourteen to nothing or something. Yeah. Like, cannot come in here and have the Pirates kick our ass because then I'm the worst human being to be around for three days. <laughs> that man's got a family. We got. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst city uh... in the world. It's a terrible <laughs> fan base. It's a terrible team. I oh, okay, okay, okay. Listen, man, positivity, positivity. 
Yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna get at least two out of three from from the Marlins, and we're gonna start this thing rolling. We're we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. Yeah, I'm with Ben. After we this week against Miami and Pittsburgh, we're gonna. I like it. I haven't played that in a while. We've been having some, you know. So, <laughs> with that being said, we're going to <laughs> this week's edition of Late Night Reds here on the Riverfront. And if Pat McGooch listens to this later, Pat, I noticed you weren't here this week. We missed we you. We missed you. Absolutely. We need to have you back next week after we destroy the Marlins and the Pirates and get this thing going again. Um, look, we're only six games away from, from covering the over-under. Only six wins away. Yeah. So I need that because I bet that ticket. Um, I also bet the Guardians <laughs> under, and that's looking pretty solid now, too. Feel yeah, pretty good about those. Go. There you uh, go. <laughs> Got to feel good about something after this week, right? But thank Heck you yeah. all so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget, if you are going to purchase tickets from SeatGeek, use the code the Riverfront for your first purchase to get this, that nice 20 bucks off. Um, keep your eyes open because there are some things in the works about a certain hangout between all of us at the riverfront. So we hope to have you guys there uh, on behalf of Ben. This is Tim Daniel. Have a good weekend. Go Reds. We'll go, go Reds. And we'll see you guys back here next Sunday.